Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening, and wherever you're watching, you are having a fantastic start to your Friday. An important three-game in four-night stretch awaits the Grizzlies. One against a Western Conference contender in the Suns, and then two back-to-back games against the two last-place teams in the Western Conference, in the Pelicans and the Houston Rockets. How the Grizzlies need to make the most of this stretch and why it's going to be critical for their three-point shooting to get back on track. That and much more on this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Let's go. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome once again to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening, and wherever you're watching, you're having a great start to your Friday. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC right there. The show at Locked On Grizz on Twitter. You can find it wherever podcasts are available, free on any podcast platform. Listen, subscribe, review. Let us know what you think of the show. And you can also find it right here on YouTube as well. Just hit that subscribe button below on YouTube. Let's us know you like the show. Let's others be able to find the show. And also just makes the show as great of an experience as possible for everybody. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. I'm a credentialed media member with the Grizzlies. My fourth year covering the Grizzlies over at Grizzly Bear Blues when it comes to my written word. But here at Locked on Grizzlies, your host here every day when it comes to the Grizzlies. And can't thank you enough for making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day. But make sure you also check out the Locked on NBA podcast. Every day is your second listen. The latest on everything going on around the league with Ben Simmons and other news going on constantly around the league. If you're tired of the Ben Simmons news, well, then get the latest when it comes to the games. Free on all podcast platforms, free here on YouTube. Wherever you check out Locked on Grizzlies, check out the Locked on NBA podcast as well. Also want to remind you of our sponsor for today's show that is McDonald's since 1965 a great source of food as we all know but also a great way to get to connect with those you care for in the community make sure you have fun at McDonald's anytime you get the chance to go so as I mentioned the Grizzlies are about to embark on a three game in four night stretch their only time doing that in the month of November but the Grizzlies really are hoping to get back on track to where hopefully their defense will be able to find some some success. And we're going to speak on that in in just a moment. And it starts with the Suns tonight, and we're going to preview that game, as well as the Pelicans tomorrow night. We'll preview that game as well. But the overall goal, I truly do believe, is the Grizzlies looking, being at 6-5. and I really do think that the best outcome, most logical outcome for the Grizzlies, is to be 8-6 and by the time they get through with the Rockets game on Monday night. And at that point, you're 8-6 and through basically the first sixth of your season. And you also have a two-day rest in which you can really get, or, you know, recalibrate it, whatever you want to call it. You can really get, work out the kinks, even with Dylan Brooks back, that you need to, to really get going for the rest of the month of November. That's the whole goal, I feel, is for the Grizzlies to really focus So after going through this three-game and four-night stretch by the time Tuesday comes to be eight and six with two rest days ahead of them. Well, before we get into the game previews, one aspect of this team is, you know, I'm focused on through the early season success stories and struggles. 
Where are the Grizzlies creating advantages? I spoke earlier this week and also have a piece out at Grizzly Bear Blues this morning talking about how the Grizzlies need to find balance, finding advantages through being able to get, you know, gain advantages on the hustle and in the paint. I talked about that earlier this week on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, but also balancing it out with finding advantages through threes. And the thing about it is this. This Grizzlies team certainly has progressed when it comes to shooting the three. Overall, as we've talked about over the past two years, the Grizzlies have been in the bottom third of the league when it comes to three-point production. Well, so far this year, the Grizzlies are 11th in three-pointers made per game. They're making 12.93s per game in their 17th in three-point percentage. This Grizzlies team is certainly progressing when it comes to making the three a more featured part of the offense. But the key is, is that it's not just about making the three-point shot a more featured part of the offense. It's gaining an advantage through threes. I talked about it on Monday, talked about it in my piece today. The Grizzlies against a Denver Nuggets team that is a playoff contender, probably at this point in time, doesn't necessarily seem to be a Western Conference contender, especially with Michael Porter Jr. out. But against Denver, The Grizzlies were able to limit the Nuggets to 17 threes over a two-game stretch while making 29 of their own. That plus 36 advantage is what helped the Grizzlies win both those games. But for for the, while the Grizzlies have certainly made progress shooting the three, they're not getting that advantage that they had hoped to get by shooting the three because they're allowing too many threes to be made. Yes, the Grizzlies are 11th in three-pointers made per game in the league and 17th in three-point percentage, but they're also 27th in the league in terms of allowing opponents three-pointers per game and 29th in the league in three-point percentage. The Grizzlies are making 12.93s per game. The only problem is they're allowing 13.8. That's the issue. That's where it comes down to while the Grizzlies are improving Once again, it goes hand in hand. As good as the Grizzlies have improved at shooting the three, the fact that they've significantly regressed defending the three takes away the value of that three-point improvement. And the thing is, though, is that as the Grizzlies have gotten better at defending the three in the month of November, they've actually got it worse at shooting the three. In the month of November, the Grizzlies are actually 11th in three-pointers made or in three-pointers allowed per game, and 14th in in opponent's three-point percentage. But they're bottom third. They're 22nd in three-pointers made and 21st in three-point percentage in the month of November. So while the Grizzlies started out hot shooting the three, they were a top six, seven team shooting the three to start the season. They were a bottom five team defending the three. Well, now as the Grizzlies have gotten a bit, they become a bit above average in the league in November defending the three, they've become below average shooting the three. So as the Grizzlies have regressed a bit shooting the three, they've gotten a bit better at defending the three, but the problem is is that at the end of the day, they still are allowing more threes per game than they're making. The addition of Dylan Brooks back from injury should certainly help out, but the Grizzlies are going to have to figure out how to make the most of their improvement shooting the three by better defending the three. Because at the end of the day, the three-point success for the Grizzlies really correlates highly with them winning. So far this season, through 11 games, the Grizzlies are 5-0 when they shoot 38% or better from three. They're 1-5 otherwise. Now, that obviously makes sense. When the Grizzlies are shooting well from three, 
that allows for their offense to have balance. It gives them the best chance to overcome their defensive shortcomings, and it allows for the Grizzlies to have multiple, many different players who are contributing to winning. But that's the thing, yeah, 5-0 and so far this year when they shoot 38% or better from three, one and five otherwise. But another reason why the Grizzlies started off hot but have kind of fallen off since then is because of their production of their backcourt. The Grizzlies scoring so far this season has really depend, been dependent on the, the trio of Desmond Bain, John Morant, and DeAnthony Melton. Well, in the month of October, when the Grizzlies were shooting the three so well, those three were 54 of 123 or shooting 48, 43%. From the field, they basically were making 11 threes per game on around 24 attempts in the month of October, and they shot 43% on their efforts. So far in November, when the Grizzlies' three point shooting has significantly fallen off, it's because that trio is combined to be 17 of 74 from three. Not only have they significantly fallen off in terms of the amount of threes they're attempting, but they've also fallen off in terms of accuracy. We've not seen this type of stretch in Dylan Bain's career, in Desmond Bain's career, really, when it comes to him shooting the three, I believe he's one of his last 15. That's just unheard of. You know, the Grizzlies really need to get him going, especially, you know, over these next three games to make the three an advantageous part of their attack. Now, Dylan Brooks being back certainly helps. He was 4-7 against Minnesota. And another really encouraging thing is that Jaron Jackson Jr. is 14 of 28 over his past five games. He's averaging nearly six threes per game, and he's made 50% of them in the month of November. But the Grizzlies have got to get the Anthony Melton, Desmond Bain, and John Morant going once again. Again, I don't necessarily think they're going to shoot 44% combined for the rest of the season, but if the Grizzlies can have two or three guys each night who are attempting 15 or more threes and making 35 to, 30, 35 to 38% of them, that's certainly an encouraging sign. And getting all of these guys on track at once would be a great thing as well. But the Grizzlies, while they certainly have made strides, they have improved significantly in shooting the three. The only way it's going to make a difference is if they defend the three and also are able to adjust to the league, adjusting to them. Again, Jaw, Desmond Bain, and DeAnthony Melton struggles in November is because teams easily recognize, hey, we've got to stop these guys from shooting the three. Now it's time for the Grizzlies to either counter and find high-percentage shots from two or high-percentage looks from others from three or find ways to get Melton Bain and Jaw open to get their three-point shot going on. The thing is, though, is that the Grizzlies certainly have the capability of getting things going on. They can make adjustments as time goes on to improve their three-point shot. It really could come in. It really could be an advantage for them tonight against the Suns. Before we get into that specifically, I again want to remind you that the title sponsor of our show, is McDonald's. McDonald's has been around since 1965. It's been a great source of food for all of us. I know in over my 30 years on this earth, McDonald's has always been a source of not only allowing for me to be able to enjoy great food, but also connecting with the community. When I was a, a toddler, it was for birthdays. When I was in middle school and high school, it was for first dates, going to study sessions during college, and now providing food for my family today. It not only allows for you to go to be able to get a great source of food, but connect with those that you care for in your community. And we all know the motto, I'm loving it from McDonald's. Make sure you love it with those that you care for the next time that you go and enjoy a tasty treat or meal from McDonald's. 
I can also tell you this, and I will say this, a special edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast in terms of our podcast platforms will be out today as well. Dave Mason from BetOnline.ag spoke with me for about 15 minutes yesterday in regards to John Morant, the Grizzlies' overall ability to win the division, as well as potentially six-man-of-the-year candidates for the Grizzlies. Check that out, but also check out BetOnline.ag when it comes to all of your goals on betting and wagering on sports. They're back and better than ever. They remain the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. If you head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, you can put in the promo code Locked On. that's locked on, to receive a 50% welcome bonus uh, from basketball, football, NHL boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. You can take it. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Listen, can't thank you enough for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. Again, you're going to get this regular podcast plus an additional special podcast with Dave Mason of BetOnline.ag today. But for your second listen of the day, a pretty big weekend when it comes to college football. Make sure you check out the Locked On Podcast Network college football show of your choice, whatever your favorite show is. I know that I love to listen to Locked On Balls with Eric Kane looking at their big matchup coming up against Georgia this weekend. But college basketball is starting as well for whatever you choose to enjoy. Make sure you check out the Locked On NBA or the Locked On College Football and Locked On College Basketball shows of your choice when it comes to the Locked On Podcast Network. So obviously, as I mentioned, the Grizzlies are starting a stretch of three games in four nights. And yesterday, one of the um, one of the biggest news of the day for the Grizzlies was the updated injury report. Dylan Brooks, who had come back and played such a good game on Wednesday against the Charlotte Hornets, he actually will be out. Injury management, they're just basically managing his minutes back from injury. Stephen Adams also, after having rolled his ankle, it seems, a bit in the game against uh, Charlotte, he also is questionable. And the thing that I'll say is this, is that I actually am perfectly fine with the Grizzlies looking to manage their minutes in this stretch of games against the Phoenix Suns. And the reason why I say that is this, is I know DeAndre Ayton is probably going to be out for the Phoenix Suns. But the point that I'm getting at is this, is that if the Grizzlies were going to manage minutes anyway, and of these upcoming games against the Suns, the Pelicans, and the uh, Rockets, you're obviously going to have significantly less odds of beating the Suns than the Pelicans or Rockets because the Suns are legitimate Western Conference contenders. My whole thought process is, is that, again, at the end of this three-game and four-night stretch, the goal for the Grizzlies is to be eight and six or better with two rest days ahead of them. So take whatever is the most sensible avenue to get to that point. The thing I'm getting at is, is that instead of pushing the limits of some of your players in the game where you have the least odds of winning against the Suns, I think it makes perfect sense for the Grizzlies to make sure that they are at, that they are as close to full capacity and as full health as possible in the games where they're more likely to win versus the Pelicans and the Rockets. I think that that is a sensible approach. I get that you want to have these big wins, that you want to be at full capacity as much as possible against the tougher opponent. But at this point in time in the season, when the Grizzlies are still certainly very inconsistent and they're trying to find their way, I would do what makes the most sense to get as many wins as possible. And for me, that is at being at full capacity and full health against the Pelicans and the Rockets, and with them to be easier games to win, and that puts you in the best position possible to be 8-6 and six by the time. Tuesday comes along with two days of rest 
waiting on the Grizzlies. But this Suns team is certainly a team that is playing, um, you know, to a level, playing much better than they did to start the season. And it, it's, it shouldn't be any surprise as to why the Suns are, are so good. Their defense is certainly something that is a work in progress itself. It right now is kind of league average to above average. But where the Suns are absolutely clicking right now is their consistent ability to find high percentage shots on offensive schemes. That's something that I've talked about on Twitter, on here, things such as that. The goal of sustainable or the one of the biggest consistent trends between sustainable winners in the league is being able to consistently find the best shot possible on offensive schemes. And the Suns right now are, they have the third best field goal percentage in the league. They're first in assists, and they're also top five in both effective field goal percentage as well as true shooting percentage. The thing that stands out, though, is that this Suns team, for as good as they are, moving the ball around and being able to find shots, they're first in the league also in two-point field goal percentage. One of the ways that they potentially can be beat is for teams to find success from three. But that's the thing, is that the Suns know that, and so they're going to utilize their players. They're going to utilize their length as a way to guard the three-point line. But in tonight's game, if the Grizzlies can find their stroke from three early, if they can get off to a good shooting start from three, but also then after that good shooting start, not become over-reliant on three-point shooting, but instead use that as a way to balance out being able to consistently find the best percentage shot, the best shot overall on as many offensive possessions as possible, that's how they can beat the Suns. That is a good way for the Grizzlies to be able to beat the Suns. Again, it's going to be ball security. They're going to have to take care of the basketball. They're going to have to prioritize their own ball movement to consistently find the right shots. But if they can, those shots can be found from the three-point line against this Suns team. Obviously, Devin Booker, as well as um, Chris Paul, are always threats. Chris Paul leads the league in assists right now, 11.5 a game. Devin Booker is averaging 22 points a game, only, though he's only shooting 44% from the field. But the other thing that stands out about this Suns team is that this is also going to be a game like against Charlotte, where you know who the main culprits are. You know when it comes to this Suns team, who you don't want to beat you, especially with DeAndre, if DeAndre Ayton is going to be out. The focus for the Grizzlies is to not let Chris Paul beat them by having success from the mid-range game, him getting 20 points, and then also assisting on an additional 20 to 30 more points to be a source of 40 to 50 points on the night. It's also not letting Devin Booker be able to go off on the Grizzlies, though he, you know, the Grizzlies have done pretty decently in the Taylor G. Kinsera defending Devin Booker. Though the idea is for the Grizzlies tonight is to make sure that while you focus on those two, and though Dylan Brooks is, and while Dylan Brooks is not going to be out, that's going to make it a bit harder. But the other key is, is to not let somebody else burn you. Even Cameron Payne and Frank Kaminsky, who are having very good years off the bench for the Suns, the key is to not let somebody else burn you. Like a Mikel Bridges making six or seven threes. Jay Crowder having a revenge game making six or seven threes. That's a big key for the Grizzlies tonight. It's to prevent the Suns from being able to have multiple people who step up and have the Suns have two or three people who wind up in the 20s scoring. Or they have someone go off like a Kelly Oubre did on Wednesday night. So for the Grizzlies, the focus is simple. They're going to have to, they, their avenue to success, in my opinion, is shooting the three. You really want to find the ability 
to get one of Desmond Bain or DeAnthony Melton going from three to support Jaws' efforts along with Jaron. In this game, I really do think that two of the three, I know that I say it a lot, but in these type of games where the Grizzlies are going against very good teams who are going to stay consistent on offense, the Suns' consistency on offense is their calling card. For the Grizzlies to be able to counter that, they're going to have to have two of Jaron Jackson Jr., DeAnthony Melton, or Desmond Bain shooting the three well to support John Morant. And DeAnthony Melton and De Jaron Jackson Jr. on the other end creating havoc by getting in lanes, disrupting the flow of things, that also will play well. The Grizzlies are going to have to play one of their best games of the season to be able to get the victory tonight. They're certainly capable of it, but they're going to have to be consistent doing it if they get off to a slow start or if they do find yet another long stretch of the game where the offense is sputtering, this Suns team is going to be tough to beat, especially if the three-point shot is not falling. But though the Suns are going to be a tough game to win tonight, it things get a little bit easier for the Grizzlies. And I'm not saying that they need to look past the Suns game. I'm not saying that they should just roll over in this game against the Suns. But my point is, is that even if the result tonight does not go in the Grizzlies' favor, getting some consistency both on offense and defense can really put the Grizzlies in a good position as competition gets a bit lighter but over the weekend as the Grizzlies head to face the New Orleans Pelicans. But when it comes to you, the Grizzlies are going to have to face plenty of decisions when it comes to making the right choice on offense tonight to find the best high percentage looks on shots as much as possible. You face similar decisions when it comes to making the right choice to making your day better when it comes to your daily diet. Now, there's two levels of decisions I'm talking about. Number one it's just a simple decision of making Built Bar a part of your day. Having in the morning for breakfast, having the afternoon as a snack. But the other thing is a great situation to be in where you have so many options to choose from, but none of them are bad. Now, of course, I'm talking about the 18 different flavors from Built Bar you can choose to enjoy. Go to Built.com, choose the flavor that you want, but also put in the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off. Actually, let me try this. 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Built.com, choose from over 18 different flavors. Plus, also make sure that you choose from over, that you put in the promo code LOCK15 to get 50% off your next order from Built Bar. Can't thank you enough for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. Next Monday, going to be able, I said that he would be here this week, but we're going to welcome from Grizzly Bear Blues, Brandon Abraham. The 2021-22 Memphis Hustle season has started, and with a very deep roster and a lot of exciting young talents, they're going to be fun to watch. Make sure you certainly check out the hustle any chance that you get. But Brandon Abraham will be with us, not only to discuss the hustle, but also looking at the game on Monday night, in which the Grizzlies is a young core that's established some success in the NBA faces another really fun court in the Houston Rockets on Monday. Brandon Abraham from Grizzly Bear Blues will be with us on Monday. So obviously the game against the Suns tonight is going to be the focal point. Again, I'm not suggesting the Grizzlies roll over or they don't give an effort. If the Grizzlies can pull off the victory against the Suns, nothing beats beating the first team in your first game of three and four nights, especially when that team is by far the best of the three teams you'll be playing. But if the Grizzlies do find it tough to be able to win on Friday night, things get a bit easier. And not to the point to where the Grizzlies could overlook the Pelicans, but the Grizzlies being able to play at their level, especially getting a healthy Dylan Brooks back in the fold, will help things out. And also Stephen Adams as well. But 
Of course, with the New Orleans Pelicans on tap for tomorrow night, that of course means it's going to be the first time the Grizzlies will face former Grizzlies player, former beloved Grizzlies player, Jonas Valanciunas. Now, Jonas Valanciunas, once again, is having a very effective season. A lot of it has to do with quantity versus quality this year. Averaging 34 minutes per game, Jonas is averaging 20 points and 14 rebounds per game. A pretty fun statistic from him. He's shooting nearly 55% from three on, uh, on just under two attempts a game. But his overall field goal percentage is at 50% compared to usually being in the 58 to 59 range because he's taking more shots. He's taking them from longer distances. He's really been asked and tasked with taking on a big part of this offense to be the best, you know, to be a big consistent source of, of offense for the Pelicans with Zion being out as well as Brandon Ingram. And of course, that is going to be another big storyline to watch for this game between the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. Brandon Ingram is questionable. Both the Grizzlies and the Pelicans will be playing on the second half of a back-to-back -to -back in tomorrow night's game. Brandon Ingram has been out for a few games recently, and he's questionable for tonight's uh, game for the Pelicans. If Brandon Ingram is not able to play tomorrow night, that certainly is a big boost for the Grizzlies. But if he is going to play, well, then that certainly makes things a bit tougher with how good he is, averaging 25 points so far this year. Again, having Brandon or having Dylan Brooks back for the Grizzlies certainly does help. But whether or not Brandon Ingram plays, it still remains a focus that the Grizzlies have not had the best of luck against the Pelicans on the road or at home as of late. Though Zion Williamson, who obviously out, is a reason for that as well. But this Pelicans team is certainly one that has been one of the worst teams in the league. 25th so far in offensive rating this year, tied with the Grizzlies for the worst defensive rating in the league as well. And the Grizzlies will be, will be able to find success. This is a game in terms of the Grizzlies versus the Pelicans where the Grizzlies being the more structured, more efficient, more effective team will really play to their benefit if they simply play their brand of ball. If they play with good offensive chemistry, if they play with good defensive communication, they can find ways to turn defense into the offense. The Grizzlies can win this game. But it's them actually doing it that's going to make the difference. Because when it comes to this Pelicans team, they're last in the league in two-point field goal percentage. But also, they do have the ability to potentially find success from three with how good with, with how good a few of their players are at getting three-point shots up. Devontae Graham and Nicole Walker and Nikhil Walker Alexander, they're averaging nearly 17 three-point shots combined between those two each game. Now, they're making about only five or six of them. But that is one threat that comes with this New Orleans Pelicans team, and it especially becomes a threat if Brandon Ingram plays. It's the fact that they, they once again could be a team that could break out from three like other teams have, like Minnesota did, for instance. They could break out from three if the Grizzlies are not defending the three-point line well. I know that Jonas is certainly a threat when it comes to being in the lane. But once again, this Pelicans team is last in the league when it comes to shooting the two-point shot. So you don't want to forget, you don't want to not defend the Pelicans within the arc. But this goes again to what has been a struggle of the Grizzlies. Teams have had success early in games finding their shot in the paint from the two-point area, wherever have you. And then when the Grizzlies try to overcompensate, when they try to deter those drives or those efforts inside, 
They leave too many wide open threes available. The Grizzlies need to play the odds in tomorrow night's game against the Pelicans. If the Pelicans are going to find their shots from two, that's fine. Trust your defense to be able to adjust, especially with Dylan Brooks back and helping out make those adjustments. Trust your defense making the right rotations and the right adjustments to contest as many twos as possible. But don't sacrifice three-point defense to overcompensate or, or, or deter those twos at all costs. Because if you leave that three-point shot available, this Pelicans team, as bad as they are at times, they're going to be hit. And the worst thing that you could do for a team like the Pelicans, especially for players like Devontae Graham, as well as Nikhil Walker-Alexander, is give them confidence early on. Leaving them on from threes. Or giving them the ability to get into a rhythm from three because they're taking uncontested shots. So it comes down a lot of times when it comes to this Grizzlies team, it's just playing the odds. Yes, you don't want to leave twos open. You don't want to not defend those two-point shots, especially when you have such a dominant paint force inside with Jonas Valanciunas, but you've also got to trust the odds. You've got to trust your defense and know that threes are going to be more dangerous than twos. So a key for the Grizzlies tomorrow night against the Pelicans will be to not try to overcompensate too much by trying to stop every two with as much effort as possible and sacrifice leaving three-point shots open. Because as, even though New Orleans is not anywhere near one of the best in the league at shooting the three, they can, if they can find their stroke from three, that's exactly what they need to be able to get the confidence to win tomorrow night's game. And the Grizzlies can only, all they need to go do is look back at tape because pe the Pelicans have had very good success shooting the three against the Grizzlies over the past few years. So that's the key for the Grizzlies tomorrow night is to simply play their brand of basketball. It's going to be easier to dictate the flow of the game tomorrow night against the Pelicans than it is tonight against the Suns. And especially with Dylan Brooks being back and adding another offensive source, but more importantly, adding back his defensive prowess, that should allow for the Grizzlies to be able to remain disciplined enough to keep the Pelicans from finding success from three and then forcing the Pelicans to do what they do the worst in the league at, and that's being able to find success on two-point shots. If the Grizzlies can do that, and just, and, and just simply play to their potential, play consistent offensive basketball on offense on Saturday night, they should have a very good chance to win. It's going to be fun getting to see Jonas Valanciunas going against his former teammates with the Grizzlies. You know there's a lot of love between the Grizzlies roster and Jonas. You also know that Steven Adams probably is going to have a bit more motivation if he's available to play to be able to make the most of his return to New Orleans. It's going to be a fun weekend again tonight. Things may be a bit tougher sledding when it comes to finding a win. If the Grizzlies can shoot the three well, that can certainly help. But tomorrow night, the key for the Grizzlies is to be 8-6 and six by the time Tuesday comes around. Whatever way they can do it by getting a split or better over the next two games, that certainly helps. It's been a pleasure once again. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. The show at Locked on Grizz. You can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. Don't forget, as well as today, a special short podcast version of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast with Dave Mason of BetOnline.ag talking about some really fun odds when it comes to John Morant, his most improved player, Kyle Anderson and others, his potential six-man of the year candidates, and what the Grizzlies' odds are to win the division moving forward. We'll talk to you again soon on Monday. Hope you have a great weekend. 
Go Grizzlies. Hopefully a couple wins this weekend, and we'll see you again on Monday here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Have a great day.